0: Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I got my co-host, James. Hello. And today we are talking about volume 11 of To Your Eternity. This is the first episode we're recording, or at least talking about To Your Eternity, um, that we're recording since the season one of the anime ended. uh, Oh yeah! Which gave us a confirmation on a season two that's coming in fall of next year. Super, super excited and just really happy to know that it will we will get it especially since like those are the volumes that we're getting through right now um like mm-hmm. that will be covered in the in that in that season presumably i mean i'm, I'm quite sure anyway that it's going to reach at least up to the next book but anyway i'm also excited for it because like this book like volume 11 that we're that we'll be talking about today i th- i felt like it had uh like rather a lot of action which will be a lot of fun yeah. to see animated.
1: A ton of action. Yeah. It'll be interesting.
0: It will be so interesting.
1: Well, I mean interesting as in be, so I fi- so I finally watched the latter half of the anime. I had kind of been waiting off because I wanted to s- I was seeing it with my watching it with my sister. Oh yeah. Um so we finally were able to sit down and watch it and the animation does kind of take a dive a bit. Yeah. Um, in some in some of those fight sequences, there are some moments where they, I feel like oh, they did a pretty good job there. But a lot of times it was just kind of static images, uh, or just a little rough. And and understandably, with a a twenty episode long season, and um, especially in that arc, is it's probably a little difficult to have to get that out on time and everything. So I, I understand, yeah. right. and I still think it was done well, but. I I do kind of worry like what these fight like especially this huge fight scene, <laughs> True. In this city that has a lot of detail. Yeah, I kind of uh, I don't know how it's gonna look, but fair, yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe it will be really great.
0: I I'll, I'll say this. Um, I I will remain optimistic about this because I like thinking about it like like this. The first season that was made, surely surely the the manga has you know a good reputation, but. It's still like the first season, as far as anime goes, so it didn't really have a following, at least an anime following, so they didn't know, mm-hmm. I guess, well, how much effort should we put into this? Like how popular is it going to oh, okay. be? But knowing now that after this first season was a success, like like so many people adored it, I'm thinking maybe they might maybe they'll be more compelled to put more money or more effort into the second season, potentially. I I don't know Maybe. I don't know if that's if that's how it works though but like I'm just kind of thinking uh, about it, <laughs> but but yeah yeah that's uh, and anyway just fun to know that uh, this episode will release way after that announcement but right. yeah I just wanted to touch on it a little
1: bit. At least we are getting it animated. I I'd much rather have that than nothing.
0: Exactly. And, and not just
1: and not to say this is close to nothing. This this is very much better than nothing. Oh, oh for sure. Uh, <laughs> and this I ad- 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 That adaptation has been phenomenal Yes. uh, the first season. Um, I thought, I mean, I think they did a really good job. Definitely. So, yeah, to see more is definitely encouraging.
0: Yeah, to see see Kahaku and Bon come to life. Yes! I'm super excited for that. (laughs) Our boys. Uh, But also, one last little thing I wanted to mention before we get into the character discussions here. Uh, We are now only one book away from catching up to As far as I had read of this series before we started doing this podcast, like basically Mm -hmm. as far as I've read, well, ever, like I, I took a break there to, to, to make it so that I can get unspoiled as soon as possible for this podcast. So really, I, I only know one more, more volume after this. And next week when we talk about volume 12, you and I will be on the exact same page and, and oh. yeah i i am so i'm so happy about that uh, i
1: love that i love that convergent moment that we get yes we had with with kaguya and now, <laughs> now to your eternity yes. it's gonna be great
0: it will be uh,
1: and I, I feel like we some
0: i, I don't know I, I feel like we started the to your eternity discussions like so recently i, I feel uh or I, I don't know i feel like time has flown by with this one
1: yeah it's been fun
0: it has been, and it, it will continue to be fun, I'm sure. <laughs> and so, yes, anyway, let's talk about Fushi. He was already exhausted, like, from the previous volume, you know, build, rebuilding mm-hmm. the entire city. That was already, you know, making him so, so tired and just drained. And in this yeah. in this book, we see he, he continues to wear himself out by focusing on all of Renryl at once and fighting knockers on multiple locations at the same time. and it's getting real rough, like much, much worse than it ever gotten in, in the previous book. And it, 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 even in that book, it was pretty bad.
1: For sure. And I think we were even talking about last volume, he's overexerting himself. You know, this is not going to end well if he keeps on going like this. Mm. And we understand why, because he feels like he's the only one who can protect these people and he has to do all this. Yeah. And to an extent, I understand where he's coming from. But I don't know like, obviously he overextended himself. He's doing, maybe he's doing this part of his development a little too quickly, trying to save an entire city like this. And by the end of the volume, he's even thinking about, uh, okay, if I could just, if I can make everything turn in or become me, then I can kill the knockers. That'll take uh, maybe a few (laughs) years, but I got to try. It's like, he he has to pace himself, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely.
1: And he just hasn't been able to do that
0: here. Right. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Like he just—he's really just rushing into this way too fast. I mean, I understand. Like, and as you also said, like we understand why, but yeah. it's like, yeah. I guess the knockers just don't wait. He—he no, he, he no doesn't have—he doesn't have time to to uh, go slowly. Well, into I this. guess
1: I guess they kind of waited. They're like, okay, we'll give you the, until this time. Oh yeah, actually, but yeah. I they- still, I still <laughs> don't understand why
0: actually I have a little or not 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 on the time thing exactly but on the huh. the fact that they warned them I actually do have a theory on that but I'll, we'll talk Ooh. about that later um, cool yes
1: one thing I'll say just about this whole thing in in general is going back to our last discussion I said that this is either going to be a you know a whole volume with some tragedy or a, a tragedy with some hope. With some hope sprinkled in, and I, I think we did. It's definitely mm. along the lines of a of a tragedy with some hope sprinkled here and there, because yeah, it, it's yeah, oh, de- yeah. It, things are not going as well as they had had hoped, no. and the knockers are are proving to be much more of a threat. Not necessarily that they expected, but just more than they can handle. Oh yeah. So there's really only a few bright spots in this battle for them. And 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 by the end of it, it's it's not it's not looking great for Fushi.
0: Not at all. Nope. I guess yeah. Let's talk about that a bit. He's losing like form after form after form at the very end of this of this book. We don't really know. I guess it's hard to say like how long, how many forms did he lose? We we definitely saw some of them, but there could have been others that we saw like that were off off screen or or like that happened maybe after right. I, like I, I don't know, like it looked really bad though
1: yeah it did not look good and if it, it looks like there was like blood everywhere or something like it yeah. did not it, it didn't look like a pretty sight and mm. i at this point i had no idea how they're going to save fushi it, it, it's just it, maybe somehow it'll, it'll stop they'll be able to get it to to stop taking all the forms like it is but it it's like at all you eat, eat, can eat buffet and the knocker <laughs> just can't stop going after it
0: and... Yeah, I, I feel like the only way like let's say this knocker takes every single one of Fushi's forms and and uh-huh. makes him cease to exist similar to what happened back in volume 3 then I guess the only way for Fushi to come back would be if somebody else killed that knocker the one in Kahaku's arm then he would come oh, back, okay, right? Because that's what Gugu did. Gugu, Gugu brought Fushi back by killing the knocker that had taken his forms.
1: Gotcha.
0: So we know we know that there is a, there is still a chance. There is still oh, some some. Oh,
1: okay, right? okay, okay. I see what you're putting down. All right, all right. That makes sense. I wasn't I wasn't sure how that all worked, but now thinking back on it, you're right. Mm, mm. Okay, like uh, yeah, Fushi does lose himself, but he can gain it back if the knocker dies. Right. Interesting. At,
0: at least I, I, that's what what it seemed to... It, it seemed like that's how it worked based on
1: the, okay. the third volume. So is it possible for De Fushi to never be able to come back? Or is that... Because it, hmm. it makes it seem like... The Beholder makes it seem like that would be a thing and then things would just reset.
0: I guess if the knocker that took all his forms never is killed. Or maybe... I don't know. Maybe there's more to it that we just don't know. Like maybe... Maybe mm. like, maybe for example, maybe you have to kill the knocker within a certain amount of time for him to come back properly, or uh, I don't know. I'm really just speculating.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with there, mm. right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the only thing I could say is it. It looked like the last form that he had at the at the last page, was it, Juan, like the, the the wolf.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Uh, at least the eye, I thought. So, so, maybe he'll be able to ex somehow escape as the wolf, and that's it. Mm. Or, or, or he literally is just all gone.
0: Right. If that is the case, then it would be pretty fitting since March is there, and like the wolf form is like yeah. definitely the one that she knew him by the best. Or, or, yep. or maybe the, or the human wolf. form actually. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the two. Anyway.
1: Pretty similar, word. but both of those at least. Yeah! 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 <laughs>
0: true. <laughs> right but yeah i guess i guess well yeah remains to be seen uh definitely looking forward to seeing how this turns out because i actually as, as i think i said when we talked about the previous volume there is a lot of stuff that i like a lot of details i should say that i don't remember i actually don't remember mm-hmm. how this like what what becomes like what happens here uh, exactly oh. uh so i i'm just as excited to you know, to read <laughs> on as you are <laughs> but um I guess previously, like, earlier, before this volume, uh, there was that moment when Bon brought up the, the, this idea of, you know, he, he's going to find other immortals for Fushi and, like, that that can fight with Fushi. And back then, like, initially when Bon left on that quest to, to find these people, Fushi got really excited, or it seemed, back then. Like, yeah. just the idea of yeah. other immortals got him really excited and, and happy. Then he got to meet these three people and you know didn't seem it it wasn't what he had expected and you know the way bond talked about it you know it it felt like a like a scam kind of and Mm fushi was no longer as excited about it but then in this volume he kind of uh, to me it it, he it it looked like he got like that joy came back to him again when he became under the impression of the fact that they might have that that they might be immortals. Through him, because he because he, he he only knew like half the truth about his resurrection ability yeah, at the at yeah. the time, so mm-hmm. so there was a moment there where he where he did think that they were all in some way immortal, and that really did excite him. Like it was in the, in the same sense as and as the first time when he started thinking about the, the, the idea of other immortals. So I thought that was really nice to see, even though he was being tricked. But it was it was nice to see him happy at least for a little moments in this book, <laughs> I
1: guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah just yeah just a little bit a little spark of hope there mm -hmm. with uh, those three and yeah uh i mean it's it's good that fushi feels like he has at least at at that moment he felt like he had uh people that were similar to him and it probably helped his mindset a little bit um as you know (laughs) the beholder I think says like all the knockers are coming, like all the knockers are coming. Yeah, like that's that's pretty big news. But then Fuji's just like, oh, so this is where the fun begins, or something, something along, corny along those lines. Yeah,
0: something like this that. this
1: is where it gets fun, or something.
0: <laughs> Although I feel I, I wasn't sure if it was him or if it, if it was Messar or one of them that said that. Uh, oh really? Oh. R- okay. Regardless, it's it's still corny though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and I mean he. But he like he still sort of questions it though like that this, well, Bond's Bond's way to to make him believe that only those three are revivable, he is sort of questioning it and he was so close to figuring out that it might work on any but anyone. It's just mm-hmm. a shame that the one person he decided to test it out on was March, who was already brought back. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> So yeah, like had he tried with with anyone else, anyone other than March, he would have learned right then that it it, it works. Like he can do he can do that. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that was that was a, a little bit funny.
1: Yeah no, I, it sucks to suck kind of a moment. I guess yeah, well yeah. <laughs> maybe that's not the right thing But yeah
0: you know. <laughs> yeah well yeah just just bad luck and but, luck, but and yeah. then but then obviously and we we will talk about this probably more related to those characters later. But when the princess died and Messar mm-hmm. begged Fuji to bring her back to life, I think that's also when he started to maybe well, also feel like something something was up. He even he even questioned Bon in that in that moment, like what are you like are you keeping something from me? Like what's what's going on? So he's yeah he's definitely thinking about it and he's mm-hmm. yeah, he's thinking about it critically. <sighs>
1: I I know I've said this multiple times over the past volumes. I just I still wonder how he's going to take it and in what way mm-hmm. it will affect the story. Yeah. Um, not just not just the fact that he can revive life, but now at this point, it's how is he going to take the fact that Bone kept that from him? Exactly. Um. Definitely. You know, and, and you know, after this volume, I I still don't think Bone has had any ill intent in in why he's keeping the information from him. No. And and I, we'll talk about we'll we'll talk about that later. We,
0: I didn't, we, sorry, we I didn't mean yeah. to bring that up.
1: Um I just it's just the fact that Fushi will find out and it's since since March does appear before him, it's probably going to be next volume unless it takes a whole volume for Fushi to come back somehow.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, who knows?
1: <laughs> who knows? But it, it'll probably happen next volume um I imagine or at least when or, or uh, well it's probably probably after the battle is is done because fu because Bone does give him that answer it's just was just wait until after this is done right and he accepts it a little, maybe a little begrudgingly but he accepts it mm-hmm. and then later on he says to kahaku that without trust there can be no peace and so I wonder if that was when he was talking to bone as well he was using that that kind of philosophy he's just gonna trust him Mm. um at this point and worry about it later so right which i think i mean maybe yeah there's a time and a place for everything (laughs) i think that uh after the battle is the best is the best time for this so i I totally understand or i i respect fushi waiting
0: right right yeah that's fair but it's also like and i'm i'm not going to go in on in depth on on bon right now but like the fact that he's that blunt about it in front of in front of fuji like he, he's I, I i felt like his response in that moment to fuji made it pretty clear that he did know something that he was keeping something away totally but he but he just refused to say it in that moment he 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 wanted to wait um which is fair like yeah but, like, yeah, but fushi knows something's something he knows so, now yeah he
1: knows <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's so close to figuring out too i feel like he's on the verge of of really figuring out based on his his uh well him being so close to do to it to doing it when he well when he failed to to try it out with the right person i guess you know when he since he did it with march instead of anyone else
1: that's true i guess he yeah he doesn't have everything figured out at this point right um but seeing march there i mean it's got to be like wait a minute yeah <laughs> Something that's not something's not adding up here i
0: wonder if he is like conscious enough to like comprehend what happens <laughs> on, on that final page you know like yeah does he actually yeah. see and and understand that march is there i wonder because of um, everything that's going on with the knocker in the moment you know
1: you know uh, he's probably more worried about the fact that he's literally being ripped apart
0: yeah right plus he was like super tired already before that yeah so yeah.
1: but i do think that that well i could be wrong but i i do think that he understands that march is there but mm. thinking thinking beyond that like thinking that he could potentially bring other people back mm. i don't think maybe maybe he's conscious of that yeah definitely not an important thing on his mind at this moment
0: for sure for sure yeah yeah uh yeah i I don't have too much else on Fushi other than the thing that he was accused of being a murderer by the townspeople
1: yeah that bugged me,
0: yeah I mean like I understand this like the, since the people didn't know the circumstances like I understand that people would react that way of of, of course
1: mm-hmm
0: but, but yeah uh,
1: you know, <laughs> I don't know
0: do you think that do you think that might have an effect? On on this whole situation, go moving forward um, into the next volume, or do you think it was just like a one time thing for that? I moment? think the
1: fact that, well, I think it could potentially, and I know that's an easy way out, but I think the mm-hmm. fact that Fushi mentions it uh, while he's by himself, right? Um, I think that could be just one of those uh nagging things that comes back. And maybe and maybe that turns the the city against against Fushi, um, yeah. which would be really tragic. Definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I I feel like well, we're not at done. We're not out of the tragedy yet. But I, I I well yeah maybe I should say these predictions. But I feel like we're going to get something a little more hopeful in this next volume. But maybe maybe mm. I'm totally wrong on that.
0: I mean, I'm I'm right there with you, hoping for. Something like that, <laughs> of course. Uh, but yeah, do you got anything more on Fushi?
1: I respect his resolve to not stop feeling, because uh, I think Kaku mentions to stop, like, stop caring about these, stop doing stuff, and but he's no, I don't want to, I don't want to stop, stop doing that. Right. And it shows that he still has his humanity with him.
0: It does. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but both Bone and Kaku seem very worried about him losing his humanity.
0: Exactly. So, yeah.
1: I think going forward, that may be, it may maybe they're both misjudging Fushi, or you know what certain things could happen to him, and change, that would change his mindset. Hmm. Um, but, but but maybe there there will be a, a kind of an ongoing thing of Fushi, either slowly losing that humanity, or maybe fighting to try to keep his humanity. And and I wonder if Beholder is an example of something like Fushi maybe le- le- losing that humanity eventually because they've just become so omniscient. Right. Um godlike.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That um maybe that's that maybe that's something that Bonokahago worried about.
0: I don't know. Yeah, right. I mean it, yeah, it, it's I mean, I feel like they both have good reason to worry, but they worry in very different ways. I feel like Hawkeye and Bon mm-hmm. really are counterparts when it yeah. comes to this. Uh, I agree. Like, in in, reg- in regards to Fuji's humanity and how they both have the same worry, but in completely different ways. Kahaku worries about Fuji losing his humanity due to, well, losing himself to the, well, to the fighting. like Or to, to well, burning himself out to the point where he, mm-hmm. there's nothing left of him, sort of. Meanwhile, Bon worries about Fuji's humanity basically... Th- he doesn't want to put the pressure or the burden of, of knowing, like I, I guess of, of that knowledge that that, that bond is keeping from Fushi. That's his. Yeah. That's his way of worrying and his. Yeah. What he does to help Fushi in, in the way that he thinks is is right. But I guess we'll talk about these characters individually. But sure. Just in regards to Fushi's humanity, it's it's really interesting mm-hmm. how these two characters have these starkly different ideas on it. But they still genuinely care,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: anything more on Fushi though,
1: yeah, um, I like how he wants relief, as he says at the very end, and i I thought that was mm-hmm. fair fair for him to say that, definitely, um because it does feel even as the reader, you feel that well, you feel Fushi's exhaustion, yeah, and just how he's done so much and and we talked about how he's his pace is just too quick, but you know he you would like for him to have some sort of relief, some sort of release at some point. Mm. (laughs) And maybe the knocker is trying to give him some sort of (laughs) (laughs) relief.
0: I mean, yeah, to them they are.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then just the one thing about the armor, what's his name? Kai? Uh, Kai? Kai builds armor for him, and then he says, I'll use it later. But I don't remember him wearing it until it seemed like the very end. He had some sort of oh. armor outfit on. Hmm. It looked different than anything I'd seen before. But I don't remember him wearing it during the volume. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Right. No, actually, this is something I actually sort of forgot about until you mentioned it now. So I didn't really pay attention to it.
1: Huh. Okay. So I don't know. So <laughs> is it is it just one of those things? I don't know. It just it's interesting that he was wearing armor all of a sudden because i had noted that i hadn't seen the armor until and then i was then we were right there at the end i was like wait a minute what is he wearing oh yeah was like, oh yeah he why is wearing all of a sudden right it looks different like i don't know if i don't know if that's the armor kai made per se
0: right right
1: but it looks like he's wearing something different he
0: definitely yeah yeah for sure in that final scene when he's being attacked by kahaku's knocker he's definitely wearing an, like yeah a piece of armor yeah, I, oh, I, don't know. I, 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 I wish I could say more on that. I, this is like one of the details that I actually completely forgot to pay attention to throughout this book. Uh, well,
1: then maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. I maybe it does. Maybe it does. But I can't really comment on it, sadly. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, either hmm. way,
1: hmm. Um, I was hoping I, when I, like I said, when I started reading, I and he mentioned the armor. I was like, oh, I hope we see the armor at some point. Oh yeah. And then. <laughs> it was like, then he already was like, oh, well, that was kind of anticlimactic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, oh, well. I I guess it's more so, like, character building for for Kai, like, to, to show, like, I guess what his abilities are, like, kind of as a blacksmith or a bit like someone who builds things, makes things, mm-hmm. perhaps. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's all I have.
0: All right, then let's move on to Kahaku next. In one of the early scenes in this book, he... You know, he was talking to Fushi, and I feel like he must have felt, you know, he must have been feeling so helpless and rejected. Like, you know, when he he cares so much about Fushi, and he just wants to be there for him, and and he wants to help him. But all Fushi told him in that one scene at the beginning was to go away. Like, poor guy. Like, he he really, he's, like, giving him his, like, heart and soul, and, and that's what he gets. Like that's the kind of response. Like that's how he's treated. Uh, I felt so sorry yeah. for him multiple times throughout this book. I felt so sorry for him, like because also as other characters were reacting to him and treating him, I I really felt for him.
1: And I think that's kind of kind of slowly leads him to losing control and kind of losing his mind. Exactly, it may a little bit is that mm. he is trying to be there for trying to be that that support for Fushi, but. Fushi just kind of ignores him or d- doesn't really give him the time of day. A yeah. lot of, in a lot of ways, I don't think he cares for him. But perhaps it could be that Fushi finds his obsession with him a little annoying.
0: Right, which is fair. And, like <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so maybe so maybe he's just like you know, not right now. Kind of a, mights because he's so focused on what's <clears throat> going on with the battle and everything. Yeah. Um, but you're right that it is it is kind of sad to see you know it's like kaku wants to be praised in a way like oh, oh you know not, not like not like praised as in i i want glory but right. more like notice me senpai yeah yeah he of, he wants to, yeah
0: t- totally he he wants to be adored by by the person that he adores right which is you exactly. know it's not too much to ask for, except, obviously, it needs to be mutual, so, I guess, I guess in a sense, I guess it is a lot to ask for, but, anyway, anyway, uh, I'm just tripping on my own words right now, but I think you could really see in that final scene, before everything went to shit, how Kahaku was really feeling, I, th- I think, based on his interaction with Fuji, or what he was talking, like, how the way he was speaking to Fuji there, he seemed really kind of insecure, like, unsure of himself, Mm. unsure of what he was to Fushi, unsure, like, all of that. Which I I feel like is a first, like, to see that, to see him express himself that way. Because he, I mean, surely he hasn't always been completely sure of himself, but to, to really, I guess, yeah, to act that way so openly with Fushi, and really to try to understand what Fushi, like, what he was to Fushi, and 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 all that, got me. It it got to me. I, I thought it was it was. It was good, and also especially after having read through this book in one go, where you really see how he just mentally kind of crumbles, in a way. Yeah. After everything that he goes through in this book, after everyone who that that expresses their distrust in him, and all of that, and and that, I think you you mentioned that a bit earlier about like how so many people just don't trust him for for various reasons, and how that affects him in, in turn, it really becomes like mm. an evil cycle in a way because he ends up doing some not so ideal things because of the, the fact that people distrust him. I don't think he would have done some of these things if if people had trusted him more or people, if people had treated him better.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's quite tragic actually, just kind of this yeah. spiraling downfall of Kahaku, um i mean it's not over yet <laughs> well so you <no. laughs> can to go up or down yeah uh, but i think that just over time him kind of playing second fiddle to bone i think it really at, le- at least in his mind he's was second fiddle to bone i don't fushi mm. i don't think it maybe really matter i don't think i don't think he plays favorites in this no. aspect mm. um but to Kahaku, I think I feel like he was a little bit jealous of Bone yeah. and what how useful he was to Fushi, um, especially since he disagreed with Bone's way of thinking a lot of the ways. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. And this is a bit of a stretch, but it's it's interesting, or I feel like there's a little bit of a a parallelism, or at least a comparison in in how Kohaku was at the beginning of. Uh, I guess when they first met, Bone,
0: hmm.
1: how Kaku was and how Bone was, and Kaku seemed more of like the kind of rational person, where Bone seemed a little bit more of the oh. strange and, and 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 you know maybe a little odd, uh, right? Or 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 yeah, just quirky. And I you can't really say Kaku's quirky right now, but he's definitely not completely. Sane. He's
0: lost his cool.
1: He's lost his cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's mm. lost his composure. Mm, mm. And, Bone on the other hand has become much more reserved.
0: True, true. And
1: seems like he has more composure. So it's like, <laughs> kind of, the, in a way, the roles have been flipped. But yeah. Really. I mean. I mean
0: no, but I I see. I definitely see what you mean. I I do like that. I do like that comparison.
1: So yeah, it's, it as you mentioned earlier, just when we were talking about how Kahaku view how Kahaku and Bone view. Kushi's humanity, yeah. you know, they, they really are opposites of each other, uh-huh. um, even though they desire the same thing. They, like, maybe, I guess you could say they take two different approaches. Right, exactly. And it, it's kind of interesting to see their, um, well, just see them in that light and just compare them in that way.
0: Completely. I I love it. Like, I'm I'm so, I'm so happy, like, I, I don't know, I, I'm just really appreciating the writing with these two characters throughout these, yeah. the, well, these books since they, since they, Came around. Kahaku, like, one thing that was also made very clear in this book was that, that Kahaku never hesitated at all to kill uh, humans that had been infected with knockers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, after Echo, and and, and also even, like, because, yeah, right, because he killed the warrior trio the first time due to them having, been well, I guess they technically were dead already through the knockers, but he killed them when they had right. been knocker infected. which Which Echo showed Fushi you know, after Fushi had woken up, and I, I, I know Fushi was just in a really bad place in that moment. Like he, obviously, he was sad and and distraught and maybe probably feeling kind of hopeless, perhaps. But mm-hmm. but he after right after he went on and did the same thing, uh, the same thing that he had seen Kahaku do in that vision that that Echo had showed him. Uh, he he went out and and killed people that had been infected by knockers as well, which we know he struggled with at first back in the arc with Tonari, um, mm-hmm. but now he did it like very ruthlessly and brutally. Uh, it's it looked like um, similar to something that I guess you might expect from Kahaku. So I don't know if he was inspired by Kahaku or if he or if he just went on a mm-hmm. rampage. I, I I guess you could see it different different ways there. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just interesting that he how how much he loses control of the knocker in his own arm it feels like and and almost like because a lot of the times the people are directing their questions not a lot of the times there's a couple times where people are directing their questions to the knocker in Kahaku's hand almost ignoring right him yeah and i you know i i wonder if that's has also something to do with the fact that um he kind of goes insane there yeah
0: dude um, hey, totally cool i think so because it, it just feels like regardless of what the intention by those people that said it is like i think first Fuji said it and then was it kai and like later in the same yeah, scene i kai think it. i think mm-hmm. both of them like in the same scene did that where it sounded as if though they were talking to kahaku but no they, they're talking to his hand it's like <laughs> talk to the hand uh it was like um yeah kahaku <laughs> can literally do that um but anyway um like the the fact that the I, I don't know the way i felt when that happened it I, I, again as i said uh, i'm just all over the place right now i'm so sorry trying to make jokes and uh, trying to make a point at the same time it's tough uh, it's <laughs> tough
1: the life of a comedian is tough <laughs> yeah.
0: it's it's a hard life but but yeah like regardless of what their intentions were um like, maybe they didn't mean to sound disrespectful, but it, it it sounds incredibly disrespectful. So for Kahaku to feel disrespected and looked down upon in some sense when when they talk to him in that kind of way is not strange at all to me. So surely that does have a bad effect on him. Like, I, I can definitely see that.
1: It also made it a little confusing um, just why he was being tied up and, I mean, I guess I understood why, but... For such a long time, and then yeah, when they when they were talking, like who were they talking to, and <laughs> why were they, like well, I, I don't know, like it, that whole chair's chair sequence. Mm. Well, we got some good info. It was also a little hard to follow. I felt like
0: regarding that, I think the one really like one really good point that Kahaku made later on after he well got got free from the chair. He mm-hmm. he questioned, like, why why the hell was Kai stuck guarding him there for all that time when he could have been fighting knockers or, fight, yeah, fighting in the battle outside. Like, it, it really seemed like such a waste of time, I feel. And I agreed completely with Kahaku when he made that point. I just didn't really understand it.
1: Yeah. I guess part of the reason was they had all had a growing distrust mm. of the knocker and his arm. True. And so... They just stopped treating him as Kahaku and just treated him as a person possessed by a knocker. Um, right. And I guess it kind of ended up turning that way, but it could be mm. it was partly due to the, due to their own fears that that happened that way. If they had let Kahaku be mm. potentially, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Um, right. Yeah. Man. Then again, he did take the arm of uh, of Cam's.
0: Uh, love interest right actually yes but regarding that i, w- I was actually thinking uh U-is or ues or however you're supposed to pronounce mm-hmm.
1: her name yeah i didn't want to try yeah
0: <laughs> fair enough maybe i shouldn't have either uh anyway <laughs> Just um yeah like he he cut her arm off because her arm had been infected by a knocker i right. think I think he saved her life. I think if he hadn't been quick to do that, if he hadn't been quick to action and cut that arm off, she would have probably died like a second later. You're right. So I I genuinely think he saved her life because we've seen this happen before. We saw it like the first time with Upa. She seemed to have like been possessed pretty much right away. So really, they should have been thanking Kahaku for that. Obviously, I know the circumstances were difficult or like it wasn't yeah because there was that whole thing about it seemed like like he had lured them into a trap as well so i guess with that in mind i i I don't blame them completely but regarding her regarding the loss of her arm i like regarding that specific thing i don't think there's anything they can say against kahaku
1: yeah i I totally agree with you with that and i felt cam was and cam and and i guess the whole group was just jumping to conclusion. well i think it was mostly cam to be honest really yeah like, definitely take a chill pill. <laughs> yeah like, can you stop simping for five seconds <laughs> and i just i don't know like it's a, it the whole the whole situation was i guess just kind of hard to watch in that yeah i uh, i didn't i didn't know i didn't know what to think of it in, in that it, it was it right. It was it right to tie Kahaku up like that, and I. Right. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I. I, I don't know I, either. I it's hard to say. <laughs> it it is. It is really complicated.
1: Either way, I I think we can agree that he was somewhat losing control in a way of of his knocker. Um, even yeah. even when uh, the battle has started, at least we can see with with Cam's group. The knocker told him to go a certain way, and it turned out to be a trap. Exactly. The knocker has its own agenda, as we can tell. Yeah. And Kahaku had was starting to lose control of it, I think.
0: Right, yeah, he was He was tricked by the knocker just as much as the others were. Because, Yeah. really, I feel like that was the first instance where the knocker really led him astray, like, f- for real. Mm-hmm. So I think like that—that kind of that, that was kind of the first sign hinting toward the knocker in his arm—in his arm not being. Well, trustworthy. And then obviously at the mm-hmm. very end of the book we saw that that was definitely definitely. The case. Well, that it wasn't trustworthy. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. So yeah, he—he he is really just as much, much a victim as the others, but they, are still. I like, I still understand why they, why they feel the way they feel like. I can't blame them exactly.
1: Yeah, it's true, and I mean, what if they? What if they had let him go and said, "Okay, we trust you to, to be able to control that thing," mm. and mm. then he, the knocker, goes and does something even even worse. Like, uh, we under. I mean, we know that Kaku slowly, you know, was losing control and kind of, the, you know, losing his his mind in a way. Mm. So I guess there was no helping it, it but. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting, and I, I guess right. I shouldn't be thinking about what ifs. No, no. Fair,
0: yeah, but 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 if, but if we do think about what ifs, like just one th- one simple, I just I, I guess possibility that I can think of is that if he had been more trusted and if he had been treated with more respect, then maybe he wouldn't have lost it the way he did, and maybe things would have turned out better. Maybe. Yeah. I'll, of course, we can't know, but like it's just like just a general what-if that I've definitely had in my mind. But moving on a bit, uh, Kahaku, I, f- I feel like he, he... Or at least what it seems like through this book, through one of the scenes, is that he seems to have some sort of conflicting feelings about Fushi in some in some regard. When he considers what he knows about his faith and, like, well, the, the religion of his people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, when he's thinking about fushi in terms of that his existence like fushi's existence can only really be described as a demonic curse or something along those lines is what he says which sounds obviously pretty bad yet at the same time he you know his love for fushi is still as strong as as ever so i, I yeah
1: that was the other thing that was confusing
0: right it, it's confusing but at the same time well I, I don't know maybe it's not so confusing as it is just well but for Kahaku, i'm sure it's confusing and conflicting like within like inside of him like to like what, what how, how should i or how do i feel about this person so i guess yeah it's complicated i guess <laughs> love is complicated
1: though <laughs> he seems to have a similar mindset to the knockers when he says Life is pain, and that being able to keep on living forever is is a like you said a curse. and, if, and I feel right. like mm. that's definitely a knocker mindset. Actually, yes, it
0: is. yeah definitely is. So mm. that was
1: interesting. Like he was basically agreeing with the knocker. Ah, uh, yeah. And so this goes to a thought that I had, um, on on one of my runs, and I mess and a I, and I messaged it in our in our chat. Oh yeah, I think we. Are, I think I was listening to like volume nine, mm-hmm. and I mentioned that the knocker in Kaku's arm. What if somehow the Yanome people were able to transfer Hayase's phi into it, and that's why they are able to reincarnate um, as they do, or or Hayase is able to reincarnate because she stays. Within the knocker, and the knocker transferred to the next person. I don't know how they got the phi that was in the knocker in the first place out, <laughs> and put hers in. Or what sort of, or <laughs> or if they just, or if Hayase's phi is in the knocker as uh, with other knock with other phi and, and or some other shenanigans and what voodoo magic <laughs> the Yanome used use to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No idea. But that
1: seemed like a, a potential theory, and and then when you come when you come to this point. I don't know, do we want to save, like, the knocker discussion for later, or did you... It sounds
0: like you're already sort of into it, so go, go for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I'll say is, the knocker was playing the long game here. Yes. Uh, You know, Mm. very much so, and maybe the reason why he was able to write and everything like it did was because it, it had Hayase's Phi in it. Oh. Um... Because she had lived the life already and knew the languages and whatnot. Hmm. Um, Interesting. That said, I I I have no idea how that would happen, and that would also mean Kaku has his own separate phi. Um, I feel like right, but um,
0: but then that would go against it, the fact that he has he does still carry on hi's will.
1: Yeah. That, and that will could actually be the knocker like the knocker is the actual will and that's what huh. and somehow that <laughs> i know this is kind of farfetched but <laughs> somehow that that is what's influencing him to simp for fushi oh, okay so, okay mm. but that's just it's really just a theory and i don't have much to back it back it up um but i just wanted to throw that out there especially, especially since we were mentioning how the knocker mindset and Kahaku's mindset seem to be kind of similar here. Right. Yeah. Um, based on that
0: comment, at least, definitely, definitely seems that way. So that that, that is really interesting. If the knocker is somehow influencing uh, Kahaku, and I think what I responded to you back when you suggested this idea to me in the chat was that, which I still stand by, is that I guess even though I guess I I, I guess it's I. I it's not like I necessarily believe this to be the case like your theory here but it is still mm-hmm. interesting I definitely like it and I think it would make I think it would make some sense if it was the case since we know that the two things that are being passed down in this line like in this family line is hyas's phi and the knocker those are the two things so yeah. it wouldn't be too strange to think that they are connected that way Yeah I I, I feel like so mm-hmm. maybe maybe,
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. We shall see, I suppose, and I don't know how yeah. we'll learn that. But
0: I mean, I, I feel like if, if it is the case, then surely we will learn it. Hopefully, yeah, within I mean, a few books. Well,
1: well, if they don't if they don't say it, if they don't say anything, that it obviously wasn't the case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Unless Oima makes like a like a side book with just like a bunch of information that. Ads do, yeah. but I usually don't like that sort of things. But any, <laughs> anyway, anyway, moving on a little bit uh, We do learn that more than anything or I guess we sort of touched on it earlier but like really the major priority for Kahaku, the way it seems is to protect Fushi's humanity and we have We have talked about it But for it to be like really the sort of the driving force for Kahaku in these in these moments then to, to be there for, for Shifushi and to protect his humanity that way was good to it was it was nice to really really see that, or like to to learn it as a fact.
1: Well, that goes hand in hand with Hayase's will, and it does. she mentioned that mm. when she was on Jananda yeah, right, trying to kill Tonari, she wanted to keep Fushi's humanity. So or it really she, does. Did she say his humanity? I'm pretty sure she did. At least she wanted to protect him. She mentions that. Um, I don't want you to kill anybody or, or you know do anything like that. I want oh, you to yeah. be pure oh. innocent. I, I thought right. she mentioned humanity, but I could be wrong. Right. Well,
0: actually, you you bring a, you, you you refresh my mind on that on that scene. Regardless, regardless of what she said, like if she said humanity or if she didn't, her words like it's still sort of that meaning though. Yeah. Like like mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that, that that is a really good point. I do like that. Uh, but yeah, I guess it just became extra clear for Kahaku specifically in right. this book, even though we definitely knew that that was something that he, both him and, and Bon, uh, thought, had thought about that, had had worried about Fushi in that kind of way since yeah. earlier. And I, I just love seeing this genuinely caring side of Kahaku. And, you know, he even... He, he criticized Bond for robbing the warrior trio of their human dignity as well. Yeah, uh, Which I... I think I mostly agree with, um, I, I know dire circumstances call for harsh actions, but still,
1: I, I'll have more to say on that later during, during bone. And when we talk about the three warriors, but Mm -hmm. I, I do, I, I see where Kahaku is coming from when he mentions the losing like the human dignity. Yeah.
0: Um, really, really though. And, and that, that is a good point. It definitely is. And, personally i never agreed with how bond deals with with all of this like with how bond hmm. h- how he keeps the truth away from fushi how he straight up lies to fushi like it's not he doesn't just keep information like keep out information from him he straight up lies by adding information that is false uh, i i never hmm. agreed with bond's actions on well related to that uh, so i'm mm-hmm. i guess in that like I guess in in that aspect, I'm completely in agreement with with Kahaku there. Uh, But, yeah.
1: One thing that kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies was Hmm? when he he gets out of the chair, but then he he walks into Fushi's headquarters (laughs) and... He's just covered in blood, but he has his groceries. He's like, "Okay, time to make dinner." Yeah. It's like straight, straight out of a horror film. Definitely. Like, oh, like, oh my gosh! I know. I are mean, Fuji's so tired at this point. He's just, it's just I'll be like, "What?" Yeah.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> but I, I do love how in this book you can really see like, in in in, in the first couple of chapters, in the first few chapters, uh, Kahaku looks perfectly normal, like clean, proper. Then, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he starts fighting a little bit, you know, he kills the three warriors the first time, which is completely fair, by the way, because they were already inf- yeah, infected by yeah. knockers. He kills them, and and he gets, you know, a little bit bloodied. Then he, he uh, cuts uh, that girl's arm off, and he gets like, a l- little bit more blood on, 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 you know, on his body or on his clothes. Then he sits in that chair for a while, while he's being, you know, slightly bloody, I guess, in general then he killed uh, kai and we get to that scene that you mentioned he's you know very bloody when he comes in there then he kills all of the all of the three warriors up in the kitchen oh yeah and he comes down to fuji for that final scene and he's even more bloody so like oh, he, I, I just love that visual like evolution of his like just how he, he he gets more and more bloody uh, as this mm-hmm. book goes and yeah it looks it's so disturbing. it really is especially like at at the very end there were that you mentioned um, and when he comes down the stairs after he just killed the three the three warriors like man uh, i I have one last thing or I guess it's a few little things but that they're connected uh, on Kahaku is. Well, I guess I, we, we've talked about the knocker in his hand. At this point, cannot be trusted. Like we know for a fact now no. that that it's it's def- no. hundred <laughs> percent, just like all of it the other knockers. Needs to die. Yes. Uh, that said, though, Kahaku himself, I think, is completely a good person. Uh, well, I think uh, so too. I, he, well, he, he's a conflicted and complicated person, but he yes. he has he is not evil in any in any sense. He still has. Well, well he's
1: not he mm. he's not teamed up with the knockers. Like he's not right like, trying to kill Fushi. No, you know?
0: absolutely not. Like especially you can see in his face, like right. his reactions to the knockers' actions. uh yeah. At the, like in the last few pages, like you can really see like this is not what he wanted. This is not his actions. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. He 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 he's distraught over that. Um, so at least at least that it feels pretty safe to say at least that he's still a good person. Just the knocker in his arm Just at this point definitely up. isn't. Yeah. Um, and this actually leads me like because I guess I'll this is also knocker related since you've done a little bit of knocker speculating. I'll I'll do the same since we're talking Fair about enough. this since we're talking about this scene. I mentioned earlier that I have a theory as to. Uh, that that might explain, I guess, the reason why the knockers gave the message, uh, at all that they would attack Renryl When they when they yeah. when they were supposed to do it, because that definitely seemed weird. We talked about that, like, why on earth would they even give any sort of warning? Why not just go for it and, and, for them, quote unquote, free that entire city, uh, of, of people or of of fi. I think the reason for it is because. Uh, Based on the fact that now we know that the knocker in Kahaku's arm was completely on their Mm -hmm. side all along. Like, we know that at this point. Mm -hmm. I guess the reason why they gave them that message was because they wanted Fushi and Kahaku to be in that city while it was being under attack. Because they probably knew that Fushi would wear himself out fighting them. Because he's the only one that truly, really can fight them. And if if they were able to wear Fushi down like that, while also having. Uh, well, their inside man <laughs> nearby, the one mm-hmm. the one in Kahaku's arm, then they can like they can just have Kahaku's knocker go for the kill when Fushi is weak, and when there's no others around, like no other threats around for them. Like mm-hmm. what 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 the knocker did at the end here might have been their plan from the start is my thinking because they couldn't have gotten fushi first of all they couldn't have gotten fushi this worn out any other way really um Mm -hmm. and and yeah i guess and, and they also needed kahaku to be around so so yeah it just it worked out and i feel like this is something they definitely could have planned out ahead of time
1: yeah i agree and i think it stems from what hayase told that knocker all those years ago oh yeah that you got you gotta win him with kindness or something <laughs> like that you gotta use kindness and oh and yeah. i i think it took that to heart mm-hmm. and obviously just bided its time and felt that since fushi was able to stay around with kahaku it probably felt like okay now we're nearing the time and so it i guess it the, the knockers plan planned it all out mm. um it's interesting, yeah, how how their mind works. They may be individual five, but I guess they still have a hive mind in that sense. So, uh, potentially, they're able to sense what, a, what every knocker senses. Maybe, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not. Perhaps sure.
0: at, at the very least, they can probably communicate pretty efficiently between each other. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Mm. Mm. But uh, but and like and like Kahaku is just their instrument. For this for yeah. the, for this whole plan poor poor guy
1: absolutely <sighs> yeah killing him with kindness that's as, as they say
0: mm-hmm yeah and and no one is as kind to fushi as Kahaku is or, or, or well i guess you could argue but yeah he he really cares so so genuinely for fushi so for him to be the holder of that knocker really makes it yeah it, it makes it kind of poetic considering what Hayase told the knocker all, all those years ago Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah that's all I had on Kahaku same All right, then let's talk about Bon
1: I'm less sure what his motives are (laughs) (laughs) well I mean especially at the beginning but towards the end when he was talking to Kahaku it it felt like we understood a little bit more as he says he wants to keep Fushi's humanity Mm. but it's still we're at this point where Bon has to tell Fushi what the truth is and why he held that back and honestly, it's it's the it's the why he held it back that I um, I think is more important. I, obviously, it's it's crucial for Fushi to know that he can do that, uh, or or at least it'll be great for him to know. I I I guess, but um, yeah, just why would Bone keep that hidden from him for so long? And part of me thinks there is a a a greater reason for it,
0: even greater than the one he gave in this book. Um. Because he said that he keeps it away to to ease the burden on fushi because he feels like with the, that knowledge it would make the burden even harder for Bushi for fushi to bear that that's the reason mm-hmm. we got in this book, which I thought was a solid reason but
1: yeah hmm. i i think the other reason being that the fire around Fushi suggested it maybe to him um ah. then they kind of then you kind of wonder well hmm. why did why did March jump into the body when she did if, if she was was she not on the same page? <laughs> yeah,
0: man. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I don't feel like that's the case, but but who knows?
1: <laughs> oh, that that the the spirits told him that. Or yeah, if I if I told him that
0: exactly. Yeah, I, I don't think that because mm-hmm. I at least my interpretation I, I, and I thought about it when I read this volume like this was kind of, sort of when I got this idea is that anyone who does stay behind anyone who doesn't go immediately para- to, to paradise does have some does have a desire to to live for for whatever reason so I th- hmm. I, I, I don't feel like they anyone would have told him that but I, of course I can't say for sure
1: mm-hmm. I think that's a strong point I at the same time I I think the reason why they're there is not necessarily to live though I think it's to help Fushi and they wanted to stay behind to help Fushi not Mm. because they knew it was a possibility that they could live again or that they still wanted to live I think it was definitely more that they wanted to just be there with with Fushi and maybe I guess I could see March's argument that she didn't want to leave because she didn't want to uh, well she because she didn't want to live again Um, but I think it's also because she just wanted to be there for her son (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) yeah but but anyway, I guess we're just talking about things that we'll probably <laughs> never quite understand. I just think that, well, I I think the reasoning he gave is is good, mm. and probably the um, the main gist of it. I do think that there is more to it that maybe we don't quite understand it. And mm. I'm I'm thinking that it's not something that is malicious, male- malevolent, or for Bone's own desires per se there may be maybe there may be a little bit of a, a choice that he had to make mm. and and that w- he has to live with that kind of a thing but I don't I, yeah i I really don't think it's because I need this for my own gain kind of a situation <laughs> right, right I could be wrong I could be fooling myself completely um, I mean I, as, as as I've speculated before but i I don't think that's the case
0: fair fair we will see maybe we'll see very soon who knows but uh yeah i i think i said earlier when we were talking about uh kahaku i think i may have said something like i i don't agree with Bond's decision like to keep fushi in the dark about his resurrection abilities uh, mm-hmm. beca- because i don't i don't agree with him with those ad- with those decisions that Bond has made that said though i I still understand where he's coming from. Like especially through this book with his reasoning that he gave. I definitely understand that reasoning and I I don't feel like that's a bad reason to do what he does what he's doing. I don't think it makes yeah. him a bad person, really. Um but I don't agree with it. Like I, I think he should have <laughs> told him. But but I, I definitely like I can relate or not really, but I, I can understand him anyway. So I yeah, I guess I guess that's my point on on that
1: maybe it would be a burden if he knew he could save all the people that he lived with like but but their fire gone so maybe that'd be kind of a burden on his mind um Mm. he'd be worried about that Uh,
0: yeah I, i hadn't thought about that specifically but maybe well anyway um Probably the funniest scene in this book was in the beginning the, the fart joke with Bon and his yeah, his two really his was. two ghost buddies. <laughs> like that was so I did not expect that and I was I I, I laughed out loud. It was really funny. <laughs> it was great. It's like no, I lied. It was the other guy that farted. <laughs> it's like
1: what? <laughs> what, what? do ghosts even fart? <laughs> <It's> like,
0: <laughs> oh my god. I I yeah. Great, great stuff. Um, I don't have anything else on Bond at all, but if you do, go go ahead.
1: No, I, I'm I've said all I all I've done. Gotcha. <laughs> I probably all right, said most, mostly nothing. But. <laughs> oh, fair. I mean, hey, <laughs> uh,
0: I think we've gotten through like well, probably as you said, Kahaku and, and Fushi probably were the two biggest ones this book, um, and they so have, just so happened to be on the on the cover art together, um, but the rest of them I think are all pretty minor. But let's start with Echo at least. Uh, she becomes a knight. Yeah. She, yeah.
1: <laughs> let's get serious. Yes, I I, like I love that. She just she cut, cuts her hair. Yes. Like, let's go.
0: <laughs> it's so cute.
1: She even killed a knocker.
0: Right. Yeah. Like I was so impressed to see that. Like, whoa, that's so badass. I love her so much.
1: <laughs> she's done a good job surviving as long as she has. I mean, I guess Bone has survived, but he kind of stays away from the combat. I guess. Yeah. But she's she's in, out there like seeing it all and. Uh-huh. helping people find the knockers and right but she's still alive and it's great wow it's exactly. a good
0: good on her right yeah she was there with the warrior trio they all got infected with knockers but she she seems to be doing just fine <laughs> like, yeah wow anything more on echo <laughs> no then let's talk a little bit about march next i guess
1: mama is back
0: mama is back I love it. It's so it's so good, and I did. I really loved how Oima kept on kind of, sort of, sort of throughout the book. She kind of kept teasing March's return, mm-hmm. uh, little by little, until obviously the final page, pretty much, where she's like right there, up close, still fully committed, you know, to her role as Fushi's mother. Ah, oh, so
1: <laughs> fully committed. So
0: good. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's so. So good! You, you know, like I, I don't think I cried this time when I read it, but the first time I did. I know I did. Uh, mm-hmm. When I just saw her there, just... Oh my god. March. Is like She's like the first... The first person. I mean, I guess the boy is technically the first person, but... She, though. She's so... Oh my god. Love March. And she's here. She's back, for real. Like, I wonder what kind of role she's gonna play next volume. Like, what do you think... Like,
1: I don't know. Like, (laughs) that's the thing. What can she do in this situation? How could she possibly stop Mm. the knocker from just completely taking over Fushi? I mean, Uh it it almost seems like she's just going to see the end and be like, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? And Mm. if anything, I feel like it has to be Kahaku who does something.
0: Exactly. Uh, I sort of also feel that way. Maybe though, maybe March can... Sort of have an effect on Kahaku to make him do something, maybe.
1: May yeah, maybe that could be it. Um, and Pihorn's there as well. She was the one that that got March there. I feel like. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh,
0: you're right. You're t- you're totally right.
1: So maybe Pihorn will take Kahaku somewhere. Um, mm. There is. We're talking about Koh- Kahaku again, but I guess mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming March will be there. There is a place where they have like. They threw they threw all the junk over the over the over the thing like an incinerator, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that could be a place where they killed the knocker. Because how else are they gonna kill the knocker? I was trying to think that I, I I guess they cut off Kahaku's arm and stab it that way. Maybe.
0: I mean, it's it it it's a knocker with a core, probably just like any other, right?
1: Yeah. Good point. Good point.
0: I guess. <laughs> so it should be just as easily killable as any other knocker. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking. Uh, but, but you're yeah. right. They, they did at least they did make a point out of like burning everything, like making sure there wasn't a bunch of things that distracted Fushi in the city and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you're right. Maybe there is something to that.
1: Yeah, I was just. I guess I was just wondering why they would bring that up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe that, maybe that's how they can kill the knocker. But, but you're right. Like. Why not just just stab it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I yeah I don't know. Yeah yeah. Moving on to the next character.
1: Yeah yeah. yeah I don't have anything else.
0: Then, I guess there is uh, there really aren't any other big ones really. But the the three the three warriors the trio, Mesarkai and Hyrule... I guess we can talk about them sort of in general, and the princess was very much tied to Messar in this book I mean in the previous one too, but especially in this one i I feel I feel mm-hmm. she didn't really appear without him ever uh obviously she was infected with a knocker and and was thus killed
1: hmm.
0: very sad, yeah and poor Messar was def- desperate to bring her back
1: but that was all before that was that was after she found out that Messar was. <laughs> her brother <laughs> true
0: yeah yeah i feel yeah she went outside probably because she just didn't didn't know what to do in that moment and that was a bad yeah. idea because that's where the mm-hmm. knockers exist uh yeah yeah really sad really 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 sad like uh, it's not it's oh, not It's, it's not so like tragic it's not it's incredibly tragic it's not i guess heartbreaking because we didn't really get to know her no you know it's not like goo goo <laughs> No, um, no, no, love, not even close. How dare you
1: speak his name?
0: <laughs> how dare I compare her to Gugu No, I'm not. I'm not even trying to do. That. Anyway, anyway. Uh it's just uh it, it is in- incredibly tragic though. Just like that that fate. Yeah. And the fact that that she wasn't willing or like her fine had already gone on to heaven when when Fuji tried to revive her was I guess just another right. little sad thing.
1: Well, and i and I mentioned in our last discussion this whole concept of like forbidden love, and I wondered mm. where that would i wonder where there there she was going with that oima and <laughs> uh I guess she was going in the very tragic kind of sense where mm. um even though she very much had the opportunity to come back, she couldn't stand being in this reality exactly you know the in reality where the person that she loves is her sibling and that's yeah that's oof oof oof
0: yeah yeah honestly yeah this isn't something that i guess i put i I thought about way too much but talking about it now and i guess just really getting to focus on it and think uh think about it in this sort of way uh it it, yeah it really is an incredibly tragic just concept uh yeah I, i i well i'm not Necessarily surprised because this is Yoshitoki Oima after all. Oh, of course.
1: <laughs> but yeah. I just wonder now. I wonder like, how is the kingdom gonna be ruled? I mean, I guess. Right. Misar could do it himself, maybe, but yeah. is he going to want to keep keep going on? I, I don't know, and and.
0: And does he have the the right kind of status? to assume a role like that like he hasn't been raised as royalty as we know so we like it's going to be complicated regardless i think
1: yeah or uh, i feel like (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. um uh then there was kai uh the only thing i got about him was that i thought his his secret weapon that he had been teasing was a bit underwhelming yeah (laughs) i think
1: I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it was.
0: Okay, okay. Talk to me. Tell me why, why it was cool. Maybe you can make me change my mind.
1: Well, I just think it's a unique concept in using water as a blade. Um, True. Now, if it was just him and not Fushi using it, then it would, it would be almost useless because how would you constantly be pumping water into that thing and get that water pressure to be able to become a blade? Right. But with Fushi using it, <laughs> it makes more sense because he can be the. the the water, the the pressure, the water pressure that it needs, and it could be an effective weapon. It's like, oh, that's that's kind of cool, true, and unique.
0: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I just, I guess, I was hoping for something cooler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything more on
1: Kai? Uh, I just, just about them, those three in general, mm-hmm. dying over and over again. It, it just yeah. seems, it seems messed up.
0: I know, right? And mm-hmm.
1: and that's and when. Kahaku brought up the human dignity. I was like, "Yeah, he has a point. Like, the, the just dying as much as they do, and just kind of casting out the value of their life. It yeah. maybe it's because we're coming from a mortal kind of understanding, and if we if we were also eternal beings, then it, it, it wouldn't seem that big of a deal. Although, they're they're." version of immortality is only semi-immortal oh yeah they're still dying oh yeah um and fushi just brings them back brings them back so yeah it's kind of a yeah a a semi-immortality yeah um and loophole within the system
0: (laughs) for sure yeah yeah i think hyrule was the first one to actually like not not die and get re- right but to actually commit suicide uh, mm-hmm. and and thus abuse that gimmick or whatever you want to say yeah. um, probably because he's the one well he doesn't oh, he, doesn't, he feel doesn't, doesn't feel pain <laughs> uh, so i guess it makes it easier for him to to take that step but it's like i've i've been aware of like tactical suicides in video games like for like speed runs and stuff like that. <laughs> and this is basically that. <laughs> but it really is. But it's not a video game. There should they should uh, yeah, I I completely agree with you. It just feels wrong. It just feels yeah, yeah,
1: really wrong. And 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 maybe that's where part of that whole losing Fuji's humanity kind of a thing comes from is mm. you know, if if people around him are dying and it just brings him back to life, maybe the value of life suddenly starts losing its meaning
0: right yeah so actually that is that is a good point and i feel like if that's bond's thinking then i can then i can understand him then again it's bond's doing that that it's happening with these three so it's like <laughs> true he's sort of a hypocrite in that sense if that's the way. yeah but I, I do think that is that that very well could be part of the way he as he's thinking about it maybe he just decided that well Let's just make it with three people and just leave, leave the rest be. Kind of, which I guess I could also see. I can see that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, all I know is that at least going since you mentioned both, mm. I, I, I do feel like he. Feels guilty for the choices, he's, he's made. Yeah. Um, and he feels like he doesn't deserve any place in you know, the, the theoretical heaven, you know. Yeah, um, mm. he feels like he probably belongs in hell, and that for for what he's what he's doing, and in, in I guess you could argue manipulating. Right. But, mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I I I think there is that kind of guilt, but um, I guess he just made that resolve to be that that hypocrite.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I feel Bond was was more in the background in this in this volume compared to he was before. So. Hmm. I guess, uh, maybe, maybe there's more to him than we than we know. I, I I hope so.
1: Yeah.
0: The last quote unquote character that I have any notes for at all is uh, the knockers. If if there's mm-hmm. if there's anything else, I, I, we have touched on some of these things already, but but <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> they they definitely no 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 don't don't worry about it. I mean I have too. <laughs> it's uh, it's fun. It's it was fun to see. I thought i guess how much they had grown as well fushi obviously has mm. been growing a lot over the last couple of volumes since um since he last fought the knockers but they definitely have been making progress as well you know building catapults that can fire much farther than any yeah, of what the heck? any normal catapult and uh how
1: do they do uh, that
0: I, I don't i don't know <laughs> they're yeah they're they're good and they're poisoning the water flowing into the town. How do they do that? How do,
1: how do they learn a new tactic like that? They're smart. Like, how do
0: they... are smart, I guess. Mm.
1: <laughs> and the bird. And
0: the bird. And the bird how... knockers, yes. How? <laughs> uh, I, I Well, the bird knockers technically aren't a new thing, because it's basically the same as the zombie per people.
1: Oh, okay. So they... Oh, they just possess the bird. Okay. Th- that,
0: that's my thinking, at least. So it's... Not 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 exactly a new gimmick. It's just used in a different way or on a different creature. It's not a
1: new species. it's just, okay. Got it.
0: I think. It. I I, th- I thought. I think that's what what it is. Just zombie birds or zombie knocker birds. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but still still clever though. You know. Yeah. Um, aerial attack. Yeah, and and the fact you mentioned it earlier, but the fact that every knocker in existence is supposedly gathering at this battle yeah, in the in Renryl. Like, it's the decisive battle. Like. If they win here, will they have killed every knocker and made knockers extinct completely? Like, assuming they do, I like,
1: will they just come back? I know. Like, would new knockers be made?
0: Right. Like, I don't know, man.
1: Well, and, and that goes into one question I have: is hmm? what are the knockers exactly made of? I, I think I brought brought it up in Volume Nine, but I still want to bring it up again because mm. the substance of their cores or whatever it it's separate from the phi and they're edible but they're not plants. So what the heck are they?
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, I know.
1: And right? I think from what Fuji has said, they just kind of appear, um, and it was an example, like he, it was appearing from a tree and they like just kind of like spawned. Um, but that was just an example. Like It doesn't necessarily have to be a tree. It, I think that was just the, the imagery that was used uh. think way back in volume six or seven. Um, but that
0: was before he had a sensory cortex uh, ability, so it may have made its way uh, further. Like it may ha- it may not have necessarily spawned, I guess. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I'm I'm just, um, I'm just speculating.
1: Sure, but I I guess I guess my speculation is that w- what if these what what if their body is made from i mean i guess you could say everything is made from the beholder's body in this in this sense but uh. what if it's this substance is similar to like the white membrane that oh. we see whenever fushi makes something and so it's it's like it's like a like a film of the beholder's body and somehow the Phi is able to get to get inside of that and then grow mm. into what we see is is the knocker mm. i don't know why or how um, or even if that is the truth, but I don't know, it just, I, I, I don't know what else could possibly create it. Um, right.
0: Yeah. Like I, I'm honestly just kind of lost when it comes to that. Yeah. I, I have no clue. I, I'm really bad at coming up with even any speculations on, on that, Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, who knows? Maybe you're right. I mean,
1: is it a similar, is a similar substance to Fushi?
0: No, I think I think it was made clear somewhat, be, right? somewhat that it's not. No, but yeah, right. Because they can only assume plant-like uh, forms or like like mm. like material. Like they they can't make yeah. they can't make like animal flesh or anything like that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I think was a point that was made. So in that sense, they are they are different. I mean, they can make any shapes, but it can only be made out of like plant-based things, I think. Um, okay. But then the core itself seems to be more fleshy, perhaps. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, this is definitely one of the things that I'm excited to understand as we learn make... more about him. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Anything more on the knockers? I think that's it. Right. Anything on any other character?
1: No, I think I've said everything. I mentioned Cam was a simp. I think we're good.
0: <laughs> yes, that's very good to to note. Uh, then, mm-hmm. then let's move into the final stretch of the discussion. Any final words, predictions, anything on the volume that we haven't said
1: already? So I, I did say one well, about the incinerator, but now I'm doubting myself. Oh, <laughs> um, that was kind of be my big prediction because because I, I saw it was there and I was like, oh, maybe they'll go to the incinerator. But now you're right. Like, why don't you just stab the thing? So maybe so maybe they'll stab it, and then Fushi will come back in that sense, Perhaps. Maybe, so maybe Kahaku won't die because I was gonna say then Kahaku dies mm. Um, mm. but if they could just cut the arm off and kill the knocker, then why would Kahaku have to die right
0: unless it's spread because we, we there was that one part po- actually like you just reminded me like well the fact that you you're talking you, well the fact that you brought up this idea for his death potentially. Uh-huh. We did see was it last volume or the one before that when Kahak, like the the knocker was really spreading throughout his body, you can see like the roots in his face. Like what if it goes even further with that to the point where you can't just cut his arm off? Oh yeah. Maybe then maybe may then maybe you actually are onto something. Oh. Maybe.
1: But but then just But then you would just have to kill Kahaku, I guess. So okay. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> well, one thing is, Gaku has been able to control it before, though. Like, because we've seen it go through his face before, right? Or no? Uh,
0: well, yes, we did that one. I, I can't remember if it was. That one
1: time, and he was able to get it to come back to his arm. Yeah. Afterwards. Well, is, 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 it, is it possible for him to be able to do that again? That's
0: the question, because um, I, I, because my, my interpretation of that scene was that the reason why the knocker spread itself so much throughout his body that time was because he was fighting really intensely, like it was a really tough battle kind of, I think, and that, mm-hmm. and, like because of that, it happened. What, what if he engages in, in, in battles again in the next volume, for example, and. Uh, and it just goes even further. Like it's even more of a struggle, and he he focuses, or or he he gets much more into the heat of the battle, and the knocker would spread even more than it had before. Maybe then it would be harder for him to retract it. I I I don't know.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: And then maybe that the, it's just I I guess I just want to I kind of support your point there that maybe then the incinerator would be the only way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps yeah perhaps I, I i think what I will say though is and as much and i I know he's your favorite character, but I think he's <laughs> dead i think i think because of this and and just the curse he has with the knocker in his arm and the fact that fushi's potentially just gonna gonna cease to exist unless we kill the knocker mm. um I just think kahaku's dead mm. i I because we mentioned it we could just stab the thing. I thought, okay, maybe maybe they could keep him alive. But now, but as we're talking, I, I just think he's going to die. And how that is, I'm not sure. I guess it could be the incinerator or maybe someone stabs. I don't know. I don't know who's available to. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, if you kill Kahaku, does that kill the knocker? Probably not. The knocker would just run away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You would have to kill the core. You, to you have to kill the, kill the core. The, You're right. Mm-hmm. You'd have to kill the core. Yeah.
1: So why couldn't they just kill the court? Well, either way, you're gonna kill Kahaku.
0: Yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I
1: I think I think my prediction is Kaku will die. Fair um, enough.
0: Mm. And honestly, you know, based on what we know about this story as a whole, yeah, you know, that's probably not a bad prediction.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, that's you know, just how, how things go. Yeah. Um. Hmm. It would have been nice. It. I hope there is some sort of. Her. I would have liked a moment between Fushi and Kahaku, um, besides what we got. I mean, you know,
0: right. touching
1: the face is, is pretty pretty sentimental, I guess. But fair. That, that led to that led to uh, mm, some things. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I guess the fact that the knocker has potentially has Fushi all to himself it kind of prevents that last reunion between the two. When That's something fair. Something happens that I just don't. I just don't understand. Mm,
0: mm. Yeah, man, man. Anything can happen.
1: <laughs> Anything can happen. But, I. yeah, I think uh, that um, – well, I ho- I hope March doesn't die again. That would be terrible. Oh, yeah.
0: I, yeah, no, please don't let her die twice.
1: <laughs> no. Like, stop. <laughs> um, mm, mm. But at least you have Peorin around, so maybe, maybe – Yes. Semi-invincible horse will <laughs> –
0: out. I'm really hoping, yeah, yeah. that's definitely, I think, where I see the most hope right now with with, with the horse. Uh, number two is probably Kahaku himself, that he would maybe intervene in some sense, perhaps, mm. and maybe he. It would be as I said earlier, maybe he would be able to do that somehow because of uh, March's intervention. Maybe.
1: Maybe he's able to cut off his arm as as the knocker is. Oh yeah. Um, taking Fushi, and so he's able to save a bit of a bit of Fushi, right? Um, before the Knocker takes everything. Maybe he's able to do that.
0: Maybe right, exactly. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Like I feel like that would make sense. We've seen him struggle with cutting his arm off before, because it is yeah. some. It he, he does think of, think of it as actually like as like legitimately a part of himself. But in this instance, I I no, I, th- no, I think
1: his love for Fushi is is greater than his arm at this point.
0: Exactly, yeah. That's exactly what I think as well. So I, I wouldn't put that past him. I think that's a good, a, a solid prediction that definitely would make sense given what we know about him.
1: As, as for other things, I think this volume <clears throat> will end the battle. I don't think we'll get much past about it. May, it may be like the final chapter where we finally see it into it all. Right. Although, I don't know. It, I'm just so exhausted about the battle already. Um, maybe it's part, maybe my prediction is just part of my hopes it's just like I kind of just want the battle to the end because it's just so like ah
0: you know just because this one was so like sad it brought so much sadness
1: yeah right <laughs> uh,
0: yeah no I feel you yeah that's
1: that's my only other prediction
0: gotcha well, and I guess I guess that's it for our discussion of volume eleven.
1: Hey, soon you'll be able to predict things, right? Right.
0: Next <laughs> next week, next week I'll be able to join you for this. Finally, I, I can't. I can't. Wait. I'm so. I'm so excited because this also means that next week, you know, about a week from now ish, we're gonna record our volume twelve discussion. And right after that, right after having recorded that discussion, I'll be able to go pick volume thirteen out of my bookshelf. It's been waiting there for like a year. And I'll, I'll be able to read through that book. I cannot wait. And then I, I got volume 14 as well, just waiting after that. I'll, I'll, yet a week after that. But yeah, I'm super stoked. Especially, you know, we're, we're closing in on, on where I'm no longer spoiled. And so, so excited. So excited. Uh, also very excited to hear hear your thoughts on the next volume. Because, well, without spoiling anything, it's an exciting volume. <laughs> Uh, so uh. I'm just I'm just really excited in general right now. <laughs> yeah, sweet, sweet. It is it is sweet, but that is so sweet. And that is all for this week. If you <laughs> if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga. And it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our shows on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel, Umami Manga, on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it around with anyone you think might enjoy it, too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about Volume 12. Bye-bye. See you later.
1: The excitement is real. Yeah.